Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. My name is James Garcia, and this week I'm joined for another one of our themed episodes with my Swedish co-host, Christina Alexanderson. Christina, how are you doing today? Um, <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's it's kind of funny doing the intro part because you and I have already chatted a little bit, so I'm asking you how you've done twice. Yeah, and I told you everything about the, the weather. So. Right. <laughs> and you told me about the weather in, in, in your part of the, the world. Right, exactly. So we got, we got that part out of the way. Um, how has your September been uh, photography-wise, just before we get into the episode? Yeah, I, um, every September I do this big photography stuff for work and I always get two weeks to get all the pictures for our big report about the suites and internet done so I have had done a lot of work a lot of photography work for work that's more genre pictures of people with iPhones and computers looking busy mm. or happy with the technical stuff um, but I haven't done any toy photography N- not one <laughs> under, oh, wow. under all September, but I've done a lot of other photography. How about you? September has been one of my busiest months, actually, like toy photography wise. Uh, we were doing the Loom Cube uh, review yeah. and competition. I saw that and I really listened to the podcast as well. It sounded cool. fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was fun to get the opportunity to, to team up with LoomCube for that and to, you know, to get a LoomCube and play around with it and review it for the blog and then just how the pot, like I did like three podcasts on the LoomCube, yeah. uh, which was a lot of fun. It was uh, cool talking to everybody on the blog for the roundtable interview and then tra- talking to Trevor from LoomCube. And then interviewing Sergeant Bananas, who's been on my list for a long time. So it was a, it was a good month for that. And then just personally, just getting the new Loom Cube. It's like getting a new toy. I'm really excited to test it out and try it. And so that's been a lot of fun. And uh, my office right now is a is a disaster. It is a mess in here, <laughs> just because I also. Uh, once I discovered the Loom Cube, was trying to think of other things I could add into my photography, and I finally started playing around with some practical smoke effects. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I so, saw that as well. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I'm going to do, uh, uh, maybe by the time this episode airs, I'll have already done a blog post, and if not, I'm definitely going to do one. I, I've been trying two different things. Uh, one of them was I found that we have this handheld steam cleaner in our apartment yeah. that my wife bought a long time ago. <laughs> uh, and I was like, hey, can I borrow this? <laughs> so because I've been wanting to try out that like atmosphere aerosol, but I just I don't want to if, if there's something free I could try first, you know, that I already own, I want to try that out. So I've been playing around with our steam cleaner and it's it's nice. It just plugs right into the wall. You fill it up with water and it's it steams up super well. So I've been playing around with steam, uh, both indoor and outdoor. Oh, I finally... Oh, that's nice. I, I love steam. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. And I love that it's, you know, it's just water. So it's, it's actually like cleaning all of my toys as I shoot them, <laughs> which is pretty fun. And... Uh, I've been finally, for the first time, shooting uh, sunrise photos, too. Uh, The balcony here at my apartment faces east, so right where the sun is rising 
first thing in the morning, uh, and I have to be up at like seven o'clock in the morning anyway for work. So just every morning this week, I've been waking up super early, getting ready. I have a little table set up on my deck that faces the sunrise and adding steam into those shots and seeing what that oh, can do. Cause wow, I have a little outlet be, oh, outside. That must be amazing. Yeah. It's been, <laughs> I've like, I've been like, why haven't I been doing this this whole time? So oh, I'm that so was really envious. fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love steam. <laughs> yeah. I, if, if anybody has wanted to try out, try like smoke effects, steam is perfect because it's, you know, safe. You're not dealing with fire. It cleans your toys as you're doing it. It's, it's really fun to play around with that and, and try different techniques on top of the steam, I've also been trying um, actual smoke from flame, so a little more dangerous. <laughs> but I, what I did is I just went to the store and I bought little incense sticks. So I just light the incense and that gives me a pretty steady steam stream of smoke. And then I've just kind of been adding that to my photos as well, which has been working really well. So it's been a really fun, interesting month uh, for trying new things. Have you ever done any kind of steam or smoke or anything like that? I, I've done. <laughs> when I did um, Stormtroopers way back, <laughs> <laughs> so far away, so I don't even remember it, uh, I did this uh, image of him smoking, actually, because one of the, the ticks I have in my photography is to explore what is taboo, what, ca mm. what can't a, a toy figure do it probably can't smoke at least not in the way children are supposed to be <laughs> embracing <laughs> toys so i have i have one that he's kind of smoking <laughs> somewhere on my <laughs> flicker otherwise i haven't done anything with uh, smoke i have done some steam with the children outdoor when we had this uh, water or some kind of hot water steam on the ground it was broken and then you could work with that but otherwise no i haven't i would hmm. love to I, um i love the air and the mistiness and i would love to get that feeling of um, fairy tales and the romantic touch around mm -hmm. steam that would be amazing yeah just something about adding steam to the shot just totally changes the atmosphere it makes it more dramatic and there's so much you can do with it like with stormtroopers you know especially it looks like maybe they're in a war zone or something because it's so foggy and steamy uh, but I'm or... more, i want to more do the more romantic stuff like yeah elves playing in the, <laughs> the grass <laughs> or something like that <laughs> yeah that would be great i've been trying i've been playing around with that a little bit too because i i wrote a blog post about this where i I bought some stuff to make a little indoor forest scene in my office or in my studio here. And uh, I took a shot with that was inspired by you, actually. It was like Leia with Han frozen in carbonite. I'll send it to you because it's, it's kind of a fairy tale, you know, yeah. true love's kiss kind of image that uh, was inspired by your work. So. so, yeah, Steam can do that with the atmosphere too. just add that like foggy uh atmospheric kind of magical feeling to things too yeah um, and and that's really it's really a nice touch to it uh, i love the the paintings in a swedish context we have a lot of paintings with fairies dancing in the grass early in the morning or late maybe in the just before the sun goes down it could be either uh, it's kind of the f folklore in 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 the swedish Hmm. tradition is a lot of elves dancing i like that nice yeah yeah that that makes sense i know you've talked about that before just with the fairy tale aspects to to your photos and stuff so yeah yeah so if you uh 
have a seam cleaner lying around. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I totally recommend one. <laughs> I don't think I have actually. <laughs> and, but but what I what what I have done during I haven't taken any toy photos. I have all the only thing I've done. I've actually finished my work with layout. So I finished and hmm. decided what image is part of that series I did last year. So now I can say that I'm finished and I have this body of work that is actually the reflections of Leia and some other toys during 2018 and I'm kind of proud of myself that actually yeah got that finished <laughs> <laughs> you should be proud that's awesome and it was such a big project and I, I don't know if I've ever totally finished a photo project myself I, I start photo projects all the time uh, and then I get into it and then I don't know if I just lose steam or if I get uninspired or, or, or a new idea comes in and I get really excited about that one. So I kind of shelf my, my other idea. So I don't, I don't know if I've ever finished like a, a big project like that. So that's, that's really cool. Congratulations. Thank you. I think I know for a fact that the hard part is actually to wrap it up, to say this is to pick to make the selection has been really difficult. I had such a huge amount of work to actually go mm -hmm. through and to make the selection out of and to decide I'm going to do a body of work around, I think it's 60 images that I landed with and I probably started with uh, over 400. So I really oh, wow. have limited down and I try to actually find what I'm really seeing in this body of work so and I think it's really difficult to wrap it up because that's one way of saying it's finished and I'm going to leave this behind me and I'm not going mm -hmm. to pick it up and do it again and it's it's something I I'm I'm finished and that I think that is really hard because it's always fun to, with the new ideas and the new work and there's a touch of unknown you're going to this new desert or, or the new adventure I really love that part of doing a project to have this oh I'm going to do that and oh well, this model I'm doing a lot of work with ordinary people or, or of people so I have a lot of oh that person would be amazing in this project and hmm. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, a lot like you I love my new ideas more than my, my the ones I've been doing <laughs> for a while right like you said that's that part feels so good that I think that's what I'm chasing is that excitement of having a new idea and a new project and, and the possibility of that and a lot of times it requires me to to get new toys to to photograph to finish the project and so that the hunt for those items is kind of fun and then once you kind of get in the groove and life takes over it slows down a little bit and then a new new idea comes in and yeah. all those feelings come back so yeah and that's the rush <laughs> yeah yeah exactly now that the project is finished are you going do you have any plans to, to do anything with it, to publish it in any way? What's what's next? Yeah, I, I'm, I promised Shelley that I'm going to write a piece for the blog. And when I do oh, that, nice. I'm going to publish it on, at least on Flickr. And I'm thinking of actually printing them, uh, not huge, but a, and a, to get a pie to actually put it up to for display, at least in, in my own house. So, so I'm going mm. to write about it. 
and I'm going to put it online, but not before I have written about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, cool. I look forward to seeing that. And, and again, congratulations. That's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, speaking of reflections, that's our, our theme for this month, which I was really excited about. And I know it's something you've written about before and obviously did a whole photo series on. So I want to get your thoughts before we jump into our shots and our, our guest submissions when you when you think of reflections and especially reflect reflecting on toy photography and all that stuff, what what comes to mind for you with this theme? But for me, it's a doubles. It isn't a double sword, but it's a double edge or whatever. I would say it's it's all about looking at. For me, photography is all about light, but it also is part of reflection. For me, working with photography is kind of reflecting upon myself and the time I live in, things mm -hmm. I bother myself with or all the issues that goes on in my head, I actually use a camera to explore and try to find answers to. So it's kind of part of my workflow to reflect. And when I did the work with Leia or the work I did last year around reflections, it was a lot about thinking of why don't I reflect myself in this toy, but in that toy? And how will it look when I reflect it in this water? Why is the reflection so important? And I, as I've talked about a lot in this podcast, I'm really into traditional myths and fairy tales and I love the story about Narcissus and Echo she falls in love with him and she tries to get his attention by repeating what he says and he only hears his his own voice in her echo mm. and it ends up with the gods punish him for not seeing her so he gets in love with her, his own reflection and part <laughs> of the way we live today with uh, technology is a lot of about reflecting ourselves through others and through the social media so it's kind of part of being a human being for me yeah yeah i would agree with that it's what that that's kind of what i was approaching this theme from that angle as well just that deeper reflective angle not necessarily like reflections literally like a, a mirror image of yourself or anything i was trying to think okay when I think of reflecting and, re and especially in terms of art, what does that mean to me? And that, that means that you are reflected in your work. Uh, it's funny, Shelly just wrote a blog post at the time we're recording this like two days ago that said that every photo is a reflection of you. And that's exactly what I, the, what I was thinking of this theme. So it's perfectly timed. I, I definitely recommend people go check that out because I agree that that the work you're putting out there and and what you're saying through your artwork really is a reflection of who you are and so i was i was thinking on that deeper level for this theme uh at the same time of thinking okay how do i add a cool reflection or something you know? <laughs> yeah I, i've seen your work and i really like it and i think it reflects upon other f photos or images that we really are iconic in the era that we live in so i, I want to go hmm. back to that <laughs> i'm just giving it <laughs> yeah for sure for everybody to listen <laughs> further <laughs> <laughs> yeah stay tuned um so before we do that let's talk about some guest submissions thank you again to everybody who who submitted this month and is participating in this monthly i, I don't want to say challenge but just monthly uh 
exercise with us. It's, it's so fun to see how you guys are interpreting the themes and, and seeing your photos throughout the month has been really great. We got a, a bunch of submissions. We can't talk about all of them, but we do want to just highlight a few of them real quick. Uh, Christina, how about you go first? Which which one oh, do you want to start with? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I want to go with the, the Catwoman, actually. It, it's P.A., who submitted on G plus this um, I think it's Catwoman I'm not sure <laughs> it's actually a mirror it's a reflection of a broken mirror and in the image I see this part of a face with a mask I think it's from Batman but I'm not sure and yeah it is it... <laughs> I know I, I knew you knew <laughs> yeah know. but you're you're right it's Catwoman yeah <laughs> yeah it's Catwoman and I really, really love this image uh, because I love the way the mirror actually gives me a lot of reflection of this figure and the multiple way to look upon her face. I see that she is angry or screaming or kind of frustrated and the mirror gives the image with a broken mirror emphasize her feeling, the feeling that the toy has in her face or the eyes get amplified through the, the, the broken mirror. I really like that. I think it's a, a really nice image. It's a square image in color with only the eyes and some of the mouth and the hair going all wild and you really feel her anger. Yeah, this this image was probably my favorite from the from the guest submissions this month, just because it perfectly captures what I think of when I think of reflection shots. It is a reflection, and it also reflects on the character herself. Um, I don't want to get like too deep into it, but uh, just explaining the pop culture a little bit for people that may not know, this this is Catwoman, so you were right, and it's from I think this particular Catwoman figure is from the from Batman Returns, the Tim Burton movie from the '90s, and and. In particular, that Catwoman is very fractured mentally. So I love that they're um, conveying that through this image with the broken mirror. I love that it's not just one shot of Catwoman broken into four pieces. It's like almost four different angles of her reflected in each little piece of the broken mirror and and the crazy hair and and the, the intensity in the eyes. Like it just, I feel... Her, her fractured mentality and, and the different aspects of of what she's going through and, and all of that. I just think this is a, a beautiful image, perfectly captured. Uh, so, so yeah, re- really, really great job. Yeah, and I love all the details with the hair going in the face. And I love that when I do portrait photography with people, I love when the hair, part of the hair just go through the eye and actually makes me want to put my fingers in the picture to put it away because I can't really I feel the the obstacle there it's kind of messy and makes me want to involve in the image and I love the way that I can see her from below and she look at me straight ahead and I really I really think this is such a good image yeah and and it makes me think like how did you capture this (laughs) it's just so it's it's perfect yeah this is a, a great image and yeah the hair really does just convey that the anger and the craziness and the you know just the chaos that's happening here in the shot and then behind the scenes in her in her mind so yeah just the more I look at it the more little details I see and then the more impressed I am yeah it's really really good yeah so so great job PA thank you for submitting that one uh like I said just a a fantastic image all around great job 
another guest submission I wanted to bring up was from our pal Demarcation Media, who actually wrote or submitted a, a six-image narrative on the blog that I, I think you guys should go check out that features our, our good painter friend Miles, Spider-Man. Uh, so please go check that out on toyphotographers.com. That was really cool. This one is not another painting shot, but is, is really, really cool and captures the reflection theme well, too. Uh, it's a landscape-oriented shot with a hobbit looking down into the water, and you can see the hobbit's reflection. And then in the water, too, is this old gross like not skull but just face of like a, a dead a dead face in in the water and it's a callback to a shot from uh, Lord of the Rings I think it's in the two towers it might be Return of the King I don't remember but it's just really well captured and Z said that the reflection in the water was actually put in there in Photoshop which I think is really really cool you can't tell at all that it's an added effect later on it's it's perfectly seamless so I, I really liked this shot I think this is amazing I love the head in the water I thought it was Voldemort but I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know these I don't, I'm not I'm not so well 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 known to the Hobbit story I love the reflection of the Hobbit in the water it's it's so amazingly well done it's so perfect but I would I would have liked is for the eyes to have been looking towards the figure that's the only thing I'm really I think I I realize that he's looking at, up on his himself. It's more like a, a narcissist's image, but then you don't need the head beside it. I'm sorry, I'm picky now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's really amazing image. It's really a, a great image. I love the messy in the messy water, and it feels mm -hmm. so authentic. Yeah, absolutely. I know what you're saying about the eyes. Just like tilting the head a little bit would have really brought the whole image together. Uh, I, I see that for sure. And yeah, just the, the, the muddy water and... And the bubble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little bubbles in the water. And then for those that are familiar with the story and have seen this shot in the movie, it's it's a really good recreation of that, that same feeling from the movie. So uh, so yeah, this one was a great job. And the, the, the Hobbit, he kind of looks scared when he looks down in the water. You can really feel his feeling inside. I mm -hmm. I could almost hear the music get kind of messy, and in a minute or two, the head is going up and eating him. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably yeah, love... isn't that in the movie, but but in my <laughs> my story, well, the heads are definitely uh, not very nice. So, um, and I I love that the head is looking right at him too. I yeah. think that's it's just adds to the creepiness that it's not just a floating head in the water. It's a head that's like looking at him and, and coming for him, you know. So I thought that was really well done too. And it's really well done with the focus as well, with the two heads actually being being in focus and the softness of the figure that is in the foreground is so well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so again, great job. Uh, I'll include this one on the blog post. I'll include all of these on the blog post so you guys can see them. Uh, was there another one that you wanted to bring up before we move on to our shots? How mm, oh, I have to look at the Instagram feature as well. I saw you put up a one on Instagram. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that now. When, when I yeah. I love that robot uh, from Star Wars, and I looked at it and I thought that one looks like James. 
could there be another person having that corridor from that Death Star more than James? <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be fun. I took that earlier this month and uh, noticed, and you know, took it with the reflection. And it's not one I wanted to submit for my official reflection photo, but did have fun playing around with the reflection on the Death Star and loved this little mouse droid. So. Uh, so yeah, I just threw that one in there. So. Yeah, I love the mouse droid as well. I have one in Lego somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they're they're great. They're one of my favorite droids. There is one uh, of this uh, figure that you have on on the. I can't get it up. I'm trying to click on it on my my computer, uh, so I could say the Spider Ghost Huggy has made this amazing image of the telehead. I don't know what the figure is called. You have them on your. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Crash's custom, uh, customized like TV head Lego guy. Yeah, I really thought that reflection, that image as a reflection image, is really soft and really nice. I like the atmosphere of it. It's knowing that Australia is home to most numbers of some sort of spiders. No, spiders, snakes, about uh, awful snakes. I really love the softness in the image. It makes me feel that it's kind of a warm, cozy surrounding, and I love the reflection in the floor. I really, I'm really have a soft spot for reflections in in floors or on tables that is kind of really soft, and you can't really make it up out all the figure, but almost, and the the shadows on the parcel in the behind where the snake is probably is really really well done i really like this image yeah i love the the shadow of the tv head on the box and then that you can see the reflection of the shadow itself too Uh, it's just beautiful and then you have the lighting here and all the great bokeh in the background and how that's reflected on the ground as well and just the really deep space all the negative space here too that like you can really feel the space around this figure and it really moves you through the scene because he's carefully walking from one end of the photo to the other and I I really get that sense because of the negative space so this was a beautiful photo as well And, and like you said I like those reflections where it's it's not a clear pristine reflection on the ground but it's it's just kind of blurry and you can tell what it is but it's not crisp and uh, it's it's a really great aesthetic and when i look um, and i told you this before we started recording when i looked at this image i think it's an amazing image there's only one problem with it it's the text because we have trained we are so well trained to read the text so we kind of zoom in to the text and and the image loses its power through the text so i would have taken that out the the words on the parcel because that draws the focus in the image for the viewer in the wrong direction and you don't want that Mm. so that's my actually my tip for this photo take that away and it will be an amazing image the box it works i love the way that box because for me the the figure or the telehead figure is walking from his earlier life towards a new one and i can really see the warmth and the the possibilities and all the hope for this new project in the the negative space in front of him the possibilities are there 
and the what he leaves behind is in the parcel but the text may draws my eyes to it it's my i i have this obsession with uh, when people put their um their their name on the figure on photos sometimes they do these watermarks so terribly awful because they draw all the attention to the eye mm. because we are so trained to read text yeah i, I agree with that too on and janin doesn't have a watermark here i know what you're saying that uh yeah when people do add watermarks and they're distracting from the rest of the image that's part of why i've never watermarked my own photos is i just even if i would do like a small watermark in the corner that's that's barely transparent you know i feel like even that would draw people's attention away from the rest of the image just because we are so trained to to look for text and read text have you ever watermarked your your work no (laughs) no i haven't (laughs) but i think it's so i i think it's awful i think it's ugly to watermark mm. but i i understand people that want to watermark because on the internet everything seems to get feet <laughs> feet and everybody right. seems to be able to use whatever they want to uh but i don't think a watermark is a solution to that um <laughs> so uh it has ended up not using what i no, i don't use watermarks no i I pretend that my work is so clearly mine, so everybody will recognize mm. it somehow anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably true. I, I always recognize your work when I see it, uh, you know, whether I'm like scrolling through my feed and not looking at the names, but looking at the photos and I'll stop and, and realize that one of them is yours and stuff. So I, I think that's a good way to look at it. I, uh, yeah, but, but I, I get the idea with the watermarks, but the the problem i don't think that's the solution to the problem people reusing mm. your images without asking you for permission because they won't ask even though you have a watermark there right and they could always crop a watermark out which i've i've seen people do and so it's yeah i i i'm like you i totally understand why some people add watermarks but for me it's just never never been something i've wanted to to do with my photos so um, anyway, anyway, we're going a little off topic, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we could do. I'll a, include the. <laughs> we yeah, we do, could do another, a whole podcast. <laughs> another podcast around that. <laughs> right. So, thank you to everybody that submitted. I wish we could keep talking about all these. Uh, it's just, it's so great seeing all of your guys' submissions, and there were some really, really good ones this month. So, I'll make sure to include all of them on the blog post at toyphotographers.com. Let's jump into our images, Christina. I will, as always, let you go first oh, thank and, and you. discuss what you see in mine. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I knew I would, was going first. It was so gen- <laughs> such a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they say chivalry is dead, right? Yeah, let's go. Um, I, I, I got your picture an hour or maybe maybe more maybe an hour and a half ago and I opened it and I thought wow what an amazing image and I kind of recognized it but I didn't really it didn't strike me at first so hmm. and when I looked at it, I have to tell this when I looked at it at first I thought oh that is I did almost an image like that with C3PO hmm. because he's all goldish and when you have his when you have that figure in front of you, he at least mine, you can see everything in his head or is in his helmet. And I did mm-hmm. this one in my, my living room and we usually hang out 
a laundry in the living room and in the in the figures <laughs> in the figure you can see me and the camera and the laundry being behind <laughs> it was kind of a realistic image anyway <laughs> now i'm going to tell everybody what i see <laughs> i see this landscape image it's kind of uh, in the center is a, a figure, a toy figure, uh, and I see it as a Lego figure. And in the background, uh, there is a gray brown, I would say gray background. And the Lego figure is white, and he, um, no, the, it has a helmet up on it, up on it, and it looks like a space helmet. And I read it as a space figure. And when you look at the where the figure should have its face, you see this amazing reflection. And <laughs> in that reflection, you see this huge, big circle that looks like a camera, and there is a hand. And on the left side of the camera is uh, a face of a photographer holding the camera, putting his finger on the shutter speed. And I read it as you, <laughs> and I really love it. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> you, look, you look so 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 pleased and happy, and it looks so nice, and it's so controlled. And when I realize that there are two images in this image, it's both of this space figure in a surrounding that looks like the moon or some gray planet, and I see this reflection. I see a second room. And this room is kind of all white. And I can't really, I own, the only thing I can see in the room is kind of a, a bright light. It's brighter on the right side and softer on the left side. And I see this man and the camera. I see the photographer and the, the camera. So it's a double. I see two rooms. I really love, I really love that with the image. Hmm. Looking at the image, Thank you. <laughs> looking at it, I realized I've seen this image before. And I thought, where have I seen this image again? What is he actually corresponding to? Because I realized that you're doing a paraphrase, at least as, as I see it, a paraphrase of one of the images from the moon, with the, with the moon landing, with Neil Armstrong walking on the moon and taking a picture with his uh, Hasselblad. Have you seen that image? You must have. Mm -hmm. I've probably seen it and you're probably inspired by it because even though that image is of the whole person, you can see the whole space, the astronaut, the whole body, and you can see in the reflection of the helmet, you see the camera and you see the moon and the landscape. So in this, this figure is posted on the moon but in the same time you can see that it isn't on the moon so this is kind of a, a way to to doing an image that works in the conspiracy conspiracy theory around that the moon landing never took place this is an image <laughs> <laughs> that actually says this never happened <laughs> it was only someone in this amazing <laughs> room white room with <laughs> But in the real moon landing images, they are in this space uh, environment, both in the background in and in the foreground. And that's the coziness with your image, that you really play with that idea and you put it in a 
totally different surrounding in a totally different uh, context and I really love that because you make a, a blink to that iconic image that we all have seen and in the same time you show us the background of your photography of your studio and I can see the surrounding with actually the image so you reveal the the magic behind toy photography that it's not an actual landscape it's actually a, a, a studio or a controlled environment and I really like that <laughs> thank you you're welcome <laughs> thank you hit every every checkbox that I wanted with this image <laughs> um, the image for this month I, I tried a few different concepts and wasn't happy with them and had a few different ideas and what I what I really wanted to go for as I kind of mentioned at the top of the show was reflecting myself in my work and showing a, a cool reflection in an image. And so as I was thinking about that, I was, I was thinking, okay, one of the most frustrating things that I have found photographing Lego is how reflective they are. Uh, as you mentioned that C3PO reflecting your living room, I can't tell you how many times I've taken a shot of a Lego figure and it doesn't even have to be one with like a reflective mask or anything, just a normal yellow Lego head. <laughs> and and, I, and you zoom in enough and you can see the blinds from my window or you can see my light or the camera lens or, or me or I can't tell you how many shots I've taken and then looked at later in my, on my computer and realized, oh, I've got to go back and fix this somehow. So I, I wanted to play around with that idea of of literally seeing your reflection in your work. Uh, so I thought, okay, I'll do a Lego figure where I'm reflected by taking the photograph, which, you know, ties into the whole idea of, of yourself being reflected in your work on a, on a not necessarily a literal scale, but a emotional scale or, or whatever that might be. So I was going for that. And then I thought, okay, if I'm going to do that, what could I do? And I wanted to pay homage to the that classic moon landing shot that you mentioned it's actually uh, Buzz Aldrin is the the main astronaut standing on the moon and you can see Neil Armstrong in his visor taking a picture of him and I've just always loved that shot because it's such a cool shot from the moon and that you can see Neil Armstrong taking the photo I just thought that was fun so I thought okay cool I'll step in as Neil Armstrong and, and be the reflection in the, the mask yeah. of the astronaut. <laughs> so it, it kind of pays homage to that. And then, as you said, the whole conspiracy behind the moon landing and stuff, I, you know, I don't agree <laughs> with that. I think we landed on the moon. I don't think that's that crazy. But, uh, you know, yeah, playing with that and showing that you can see my light box and the, there's like a little light sand on the right that you can kind of see and obviously the camera and all that stuff. So... So yeah, just playing around with those different layers and, and making a, a shot that literally reflects me in the work. Uh, I can't tell you, though, how many times I took this. I must have taken like 30 shots because <laughs> I, I was I was self-conscious about how I looked in the reflection, which you mentioned Narcissus. I guess this is a tie back to that as well. Yeah. Just seeing my reflection and realizing, oh, I, I look kind of funny here. I look... You know, because it, the helmet would kind of distort me depending on where I would go. So if I was too far to the left, my head looked really round and weird. And uh, and it's like, should I be smiling? Should I be looking at the camera? Should I be looking at the, the figure? So it was kind of weird to figure out exactly how I wanted to capture it. But I'm happy with, with how it turned out. What about the crosses? Uh, there is uh, two crosses on the side oh, yeah. of the figure yeah there are, there are four actually um just yeah plus signs yeah. throughout the image and that's just because they are on the original 
uh, image from okay. from the moon landing. I haven't seen those. <laughs> yeah, there there are a bunch on that, and I'll include that original photo on the blog post so people can see. Yeah. Uh, I tried to really match the colors and the and the yeah. posing of the figure. I even saw though I'm that. Much <laughs> yeah, I looked <laughs> it. You. I really looked it up, and I thought he must. I see. I've seen this image. I really recognized <laughs> it, but I couldn't really place it. So I had to Google, and I found it, and I thought. He must have looked at this one. <laughs> or maybe he, maybe he hasn't, but he has it iconically in his spine because we all have it in our spine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I've always been super interested in, in space exploration. I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid. And uh, so I've always loved NASA and the moon landing and all of this this imagery. So I wanted to, like I said, pay homage to that. Uh, so I did, I had the, the original image in mind when I took it. And then once I was actually editing it later, I, I pulled up the original image so I could try to match the colors and notice that the, it had those plus signs throughout the image, which I think were probably just markers in the camera or something. So I, I added those just to, to further tie the two together. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy with how it turned yeah, out. Yeah, uh, you should be because I really thank you. <laughs> I really thought he must love the space. I really, <laughs> but I thought I'll ask him. <laughs> but I got it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm glad that you recognized the shop. You know that it didn't have have to be explained. That it was it was obvious enough because the original shot is so iconic. That uh, I'm glad that 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 came through yeah. and that it tied together without having to to see them both next to each other so no, I'm, you, I'm glad that no, worked you out. don't have to, you don't need that because why if we at least if you see if you've seen one of the photos from the moon you really you recognize it and i think most people have actually talked about that image because of the reflection of the two astronauts we talk about it in sweden also because of the the camera they brought to the moon is a swedish one. <laughs> oh, nice yeah. i didn't know that yeah has a blood from from the beginning was a swedish camera but with they sold it in the beginning of the 2000 but but so we my my father always told us that they actually brought a swedish camera to the moon <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wanted to ask you just because i've never spoken to to somebody about the moon landing that wasn't from america it's you know, here it's this big American triumph and we conquered the Russians and went to the moon and it's, you know, it's this big American thing. How, how is the moon landing portrayed in other countries? Like, like when you were growing up and learning about it, how, how is it taught to you or, or explained to you? It was almost, yeah, it was always talked about as this competition between the Soviet Union and the US and the US actually was behind in the moon race and <laughs> finally won by uh, conquering or going uh, walking on the moon. I know this when when we grow up we used this I know that I saw on telly when they shot these spacecrafts up to the atmosphere. I loved it. I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> I'm totally, <laughs> totally lost when it comes to to space. And when the the um, the air shuttle Columbia went to a thousand pieces and was mm. the end of the space era. It was really sad, and I know I remember the the era with the Re Reagan, and they talked about Star Wars and building a defense in the in the sky in in the space. Mm -hmm. uh, it was so 
then I was the only a child, but it was kind of amazing. <laughs> and and <laughs> even though we were kind of neutral, we always had a bias towards the US because in Sweden, the Russia is our enemy. It has we have have a big fright and we are kind of scared for the Russians. So so we always have even though we. Didn't take sides during the Cold War. It was kind of more close to the U.S. than the Russia. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I just realized as we were talking, I was like, "What is what does this big historic event mean to to people in other countries?" Because here, it's just such a big deal, you know. And yeah, I'm kind of bummed that I missed out on the the space race stuff. You know, I was born in '89. So just as the Cold War was ending and uh, the space program was really ramping down. And like I said, space has just been always one of the most fascinating things to me. And I've been so enamored with space travel and excited and I wanted to be an astronaut and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I was just curious what what it was like for you. No, it was. I I saw on on, on the news when they landed in the sea and we have seen all this rockets flying to the sky <laughs> and my 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 family or my father usually talked about what happened with how he looked upon the moon landing and saw it on telly and it's kind of a historic moment in Sweden oh yeah well. for sure and it's definitely yeah it's not just an, an American triumph but a, a human triumph you know um one small set for man one yeah. giant leap yeah. for mankind and all that yeah it's 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 pretty amazing and and uh, big historic event. So uh, anyway, let's let's again going off topic a little bit. I could I could just keep talking about astronauts and space and all this stuff, but but let's talk about your image because just like every month, I, I got it this morning. It was just like wow. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a beautiful shot as always. Uh, I'm really curious to hear your intention behind some of it, but I, I want to, I'll explain what I see first. So it's a landscape oriented image, uh, and it's this beautiful golden light again with, with, and you're in a, a puddle, I'm guessing, and it's just the, the sun is coming in and it's reflecting off of the water and you can kind of see the ripples in the water. And it's just beautiful. And, uh, I could see a little bit of maybe steam in the background, which is cool. And in the kind of middle a little more towards the top of the image is uh, a robot a lego robot who looks like he's just broken down and fallen into the water you can kind of see a foot or something is a little bit away from him like he was walking and and the foot fell off and he collapsed into the water and he's kind of on his side but a little bit face down half of his body is pretty much submerged and what, what I really love about this image is because half of the body is submerged, we then see the reflection of the part that isn't, and it kind of creates a whole picture of, of this robot. And I just think that is so well done and so cool looking. And when I see this image, it just makes me sad to see this this robot collapse, and maybe he's just has been walking forever and is tired and collapsed or maybe he is fine his programming finally shut down and he has reached the end of his his life cycle or something um just the the melancholy feel i get from this image but then the the beautiful colors and all that just make it just soften that blow a little bit and make it a really beautiful shot one thing i it makes me think too is you were talking earlier about just our relation to technology and and as we're talking about reflections, I'm trying to think this this difference between this 
this natural water landscape and this artificial robot that's that's collapsed into it and is kind of merging into it and reflecting off of it really makes me think of a relationship between like nature and technology and and all of those advances and and what that means and how that's reflected in the in the water it's just it, it brings up a, a lot of questions in my mind I just I, I really really love it and it's one of those images where the more I look at it the more I think about it and the more I talk to you about it the more questions I have it's just it's really really well done uh, I'm curious what your what your intention here and, and, and what you were going for yeah. oh thank you oh you're so you're so close <laughs> you're, you're kind of <laughs> almost there <laughs> um I did this image just before just after we had our last chat and I had been on this conference in in the south of Sweden and we had talked about technology and and media literacy and the need to be critical and thinking of how the technology of digital technology actually controls uh, our environment and the way we look upon the world and it was Mm. kind of critical towards uh, all the technical advantages of internet and digital digital technology and I kind of went around on the evening the day before and I took this uh, the the robot I got from Shelly it's actually one of Shelly's robots she has made it uh, from I don't mm. I don't know the name of the the builder from from the beginning but but anyway so so I kind of got this robot carrying him around all the time I usually don't photograph him but I had him in my bag and I felt the sun was amazing and I did this amazing sunset image and uh, when I got back the day after I was kind of feeling kind of feeling that the way we look upon technology as something disrupt disrupting the society and the democracy and it kind of felt me felt like I, I had to to actually make an image of all the stuff that I brought with me and in the same way I felt kind of lonely kind of sad kind of lost and where did all these optimistic uh, opportunities with this technology Mm. take its course when we all look upon it as a big troublesome issue for democracy for humanity for the way we are as humans so it ended up with me trying to put this robot together and I realized I really wanted it to be a a image about the struggles or the willingness of this technology or for us the willingness for us to actually have a a never-ending life, a life that is good, that we keep on trying to to explore, to go further. And the robot here has tried that and finally he's facing down in his battery, whatever power source he has, has come to an end. So it's a reflection upon how I felt lonely and kind of depressed and there was no hope in the technology that I really th- think is important that has the power to be used in a good and in a way to empower people and Mm -hmm. on the other hand it seems to be disruptive and difficult to handle as well so so i i kind of killed it (laughs) (laughs) and put it in the water Uh, and but i couldn't 
I usually when I do these images because I've done this before I've done images of toys or robots or stormtroopers lying in water I usually use the beautiful lighting and the setting to show that the nature goes on even though this is the end for this creature or for this person and the life still goes on the way hmm. or, or the next day comes or the evening comes and everything seems quiet and beautiful even though this figure has no more use or won't have a second life in, in at least not in this picture hmm yeah that that really comes through to me and it's i love the the lighting here really makes me think that like the sun is setting on the, this robot's life but also maybe the sun is rising on whatever might come next you know it's yeah. it's that the lighting here really does reflect huh, reflect reflect both of those those ideas and depending on how you look at the image whether you look at it as this depressing thing or, or this hopeful thing for the future uh, the lighting can can kind of reflect either either one of those. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and um, but on the other hand, I, I've thought a lot about this making these images so beautiful, even though there is so much cruelty. It's it's cruel to to portray a a dying figure or a concept of dying or ending. Uh, I think that's so troublesome hmm. because I, I sometimes I think the viewer misses the point of the image. They miss uh, that there is. Uh, something bad going on here or something that we don't want to talk about like death or robots uh, taking over the world or being destructive or whatever uh, I think that's I never know if I'm I'm doing the right thing using hmm. the light I really love and trying to get people to actually engage in questions they usually don't talk about <laughs> hmm. that's interesting yeah it makes me think if you had taken this in like black and white for for instance how would that totally change the mood but i i like that there's that there's that gray area in your work where it, it does make me think more deeply about it like okay it is a beautiful image but what is she trying to say here or what is the the mood and I, I i like that gray area and i think that it's it's cool how you balance those things but i i can understand how that might be difficult when you're trying to convey something specific and people are interpreting it a different way because of how it looks or something. Yeah, so I, I, that makes sense. Because they only see the beauty. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I see that as well. But but I want them... I know I've done this, um, I've done this amazing image of uh, a small stormtrooper and Darth Vader. And Darth Vader is holding the small stormtrooper's teddy. And everybody says, oh, such a sweet image. But... It isn't a sweet image, even though the light <laughs> is amazing <laughs> and, and the stormtrooper is really sweet and the teddy is beautiful. We all know that Darth Vader is kind of an incarnation of evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when he is holding the teddy, it won't end good for the the little stormtrooper <laughs> you can't understand that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like people don't think uh, you know they see they look at the imagery of the image but not the the characters that you're using and that's something i've learned about you through this podcast is that you're really intentional about which figures you choose to convey certain moods or certain feelings or something through a photograph. Like your, your subject matter is very important, which I think is great, but something that maybe a lot of people don't think about. They just think like, oh, it's a stormtrooper and that's my, my every man in the shot and it's the, the toy to grab. But 
I, I love how intentional you are in the subjects that you're choosing for your photographs, and it really makes me think, okay, why Darth Vader specifically, character-wise, and what about his character can I bring with me to this photograph and interpret the photograph in a certain way because you're using Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, but but, but I I was uh, on the modern history, no, no, the modern museum today, uh, and we talked about that. And and uh, one of the, the things we talked about is that uh, artists can have different layers and you have to understand. And that's something I ha- really have to work on. <laughs> I have to actually <laughs> accept that people just look at the image and see a beautiful light. And that's fine because that's also level in the image they don't not everybody wants to go to the next level and talk about uh, technology and how it disrupts the word world and not everybody wants to talk about depression or death and mm. <laughs> and and so i have to realize that there are different layers and people will select where they actually will end up when they look at the images and that's part of of doing art or or meeting the viewer so so i have to work on that <laughs> thank you though <laughs> <laughs> no yeah yeah that's a, that was perfectly put i that's something that i'm trying to be more aware of too is just the the intention behind my work and how i can can like what am i actually besides just capturing a, a cool looking photograph or a beautiful photograph what am i trying to say through the photograph or what am i trying to to comment on in the world or, or why am I choosing my subjects and, and all of that stuff. And uh, it's something that just being more aware of those things has, I think, really helped my photography and has made me more confident in what I'm doing as a photographer and as an artist. And uh, I have this podcast to, to thank for, for that and for you to thank, actually. You've opened my mind a lot <laughs> thank you. For, for about those things. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I read the blog post. Now we are in the love section. <laughs> <laughs> I read the blog post where you wrote, wrote about the podcast and all the nice words around our talks the, the, every month. And I thought I should we should do a podcast where I interview you so you can talk about your work. <laughs> not, your, not only you talking to all the other photographs and <laughs> about their work. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, we should shuttle one of those <laughs> so I could be the interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's definitely do that at some point. That would be really, really fun to to have a, a more long-form discussion about some of these things and, and yeah, to, to talk about my work a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I love doing this <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah, me too. This is such a fun uh, series that we've been doing, and it's so fun to, to talk to you each month and uh, to look at each other's photos and all that stuff. Like you said, we must be in, in the love section because we every <laughs> month we would just gush about how much fun this is. So, yeah. <laughs> so we usually end the love section. <laughs> Yes. With talking about the the next uh, theme, the next month. What's the theme next month, James? (laughs) Yeah, so we decided this month to to try to tie into the challenge that's going to be happening on G+. Uh, We're doing a Halloween-themed challenge all month long on on G+. And we we didn't want to do Halloween specifically, but thought that fear would be a good uh, overarching theme for our photos and give us a lot of leeway as far as what kind of photos we take. So so yeah, fear is going to be our next theme. And I'm, I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, it will be hard because uh, the Halloween... I know the Halloween from the from media from US and the children in Halloween has actually come to Sweden. So my children they know everything about it and all hmm. about trick 
trick. They say trick or treat. I say trick and treat. <laughs> <laughs> and my children always say, no, 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 mom. It's not trick and treat. It's or. <laughs> uh, so, so fair. Uh, yeah, it will, be, it will be nice to do something around fair. <laughs> I have no idea what to do on that, actually. Me neither. And it's something that I think we did a, another G plus challenge, maybe last year or earlier this year where it was talking about like your greatest fears or something like that so i'm kind of i'm trying to remember what i did for that and and maybe do something different or or maybe look back at my ideas for that and uh yeah so i'm i'm curious to see how that's gonna go and i'm excited to see your photos and, and everybody else's submissions if people want to submit and get and give us their fear interpretations uh just tag us i'm at the real james 23 on instagram christina's at calix anderson uh tag us on g plus just by typing our names i think and uh, use the hashtag tp underscore fear that way we can see your photos and include them on the blog post and talk about a few of them here on the show yeah we'd love to do that it's so fun to see your interpretations and the way you look upon the theme because it widens the way we can look at pictures to actually mm -hmm. to see different ways of looking upon a theme is always nice yep absolutely and it's it's one of those things where we get submissions throughout the month and as those notifications come in i kind of procrastinate when it comes to taking my shots <laughs> like this this astronaut one i took last night uh <laughs> like less than 20 or 12 hours ago i think so i was I, I always kind of wait till the last minute. So seeing everybody's submissions throughout the month really helps keep the theme in my mind and gives me some new ideas to, to explore in my own photos when I finally sit down to do them. So, oh. uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> I would never procrastinate it because I think it, I do so little toy photos right now. So, so I actually have to start... I have to start tomorrow <laughs> to see where I end up <laughs> with this one because I have no idea what to do. So... So I have to try some different ideas and work with it and decide what I want to do. Oh, I really have no idea what to do on fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's exciting. I'm, I can't wait to see what you come up with. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe nothing. <laughs> A blank spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I'll sit here and go, hmm, what did you mean by this? Well, you know, and I'll, I'll talk all this deep philosophical stuff about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is by Jazar, courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next time.